Hello, my name is Phil Orchard and I am part of School of Ministries International, a teaching and training program for church leaders and those who aspire to leadership. Today's devotional is The Holiness of God. Let me ask you a strange question. Have you ever seen God? No? Well, neither have I. And I don't think I've ever met anyone who has actually seen God. And maybe that's just as well, because God told Moses that no one could see him and live. His glory would be too much for anyone to experience and survive. But there is a man in the Old Testament who said that he saw God and lived to tell the story. This man was the prophet Isaiah, and the story is found in Isaiah chapter 6. Let me read you part of it. In the year that King Isaiah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Isaiah says, I saw the Lord seated on a throne. Now, this was clearly a powerful and awe-inspiring vision for Isaiah. The whole building was shaken as the angels sang, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. But it wasn't the only thing that was shaken. Isaiah was left in pieces, utterly devastated. Why was that? Because he saw something of the holiness of God, his awesome majesty and absolute purity. And because he saw God properly for the first time, he was able to see himself as he really was. You see, Isaiah was not an obviously wicked man. In fact, he was already a prophet speaking God's word to the people. But as soon as he saw God in his glory, he realizes how dirty and sinful he is, how unclean his words are, and how he surely must be doomed. I am ruined, he exclaimed. The word ruined here means disintegrating or undone. He feels as if he is unravelling, coming apart at the seams, because he has seen the King, the Lord Almighty. 
We sometimes call this type of feeling conviction, an overwhelming sense of our own guilt and unworthiness. We may not have been living an outwardly wicked life, but now we realize that we are not as good as we thought, and we're certainly not good enough for a holy God. We know we have been wrong in our thoughts, words and actions, and we desperately need to be forgiven. We need this heavy weight of guilt to be lifted from us. This was how Isaiah felt when he had his vision of God. But I didn't read the whole account earlier from Isaiah chapter 6. It goes on to say that God sent one of the angels with a burning coal to touch Isaiah's mouth and to tell him, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Isaiah felt intensely convicted of his sin and guilt. But God provided the cleansing and forgiveness that he needed. God didn't leave Isaiah in his brokenness, just watching him coming apart at the seams. He provided the answer to Isaiah's despair. And that is exactly what God has done for all of us. Our awareness of our true nature, our unworthiness, may not be as extreme as it was for Isaiah, but just like him, we too need to experience God's mercy and receive his loving forgiveness. God the Father shows his compassion to us by allowing his son Jesus to bear our sins in his body at his crucifixion. He bears our sins so that we no longer have to be crushed by the weight of them. God doesn't compromise his purity, his holiness, but instead provides the way to deal with our moral debt. By the way, let me try and solve the issue of why Isaiah did not die when he saw the Lord. Well, in John's Gospel, in the New Testament, we read in chapter 12, the Apostle John quoting some verses from the same chapter in Isaiah where he sees the Lord. After quoting these verses, John then says, Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. He saw Jesus' glory. So that was how he lived to tell the tale and didn't die on the spot. Jesus is described as the visible image of the invisible God. He is the radiance of God's glory. He even said himself, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. None of us can actually see God the Father, but we can take a good look at Jesus the Son. And we see the glory, majesty, love and kindness of God. Going back to Isaiah and his vision, it still isn't the end of the story. 
Isaiah experiences a deep conviction of his sinfulness and then a profound cleansing from God. But where does that leave him? Where does he stand before God now? Well, God asks if there is anyone who will go and perform a task for him, someone he can use for his purposes. Isaiah doesn't hesitate. He volunteers immediately and wholeheartedly. Send me, he says. I'm ready. I'll do it. He is now ready to receive a commission from God. This is the same man who has earlier said, Woe is me, I am ruined. Something radical has changed within him. He's not just forgiven but empty, as it were. He sees himself differently. No longer an unclean, sinful man, nor just a dutiful prophet, but a person whose identity is determined by his relationship with God, a God who is awesome and absolutely holy, but who is also genuinely loving and merciful. Now, some years ago, I was in our church building and a stranger came to the door. And when I opened the door, this stranger introduced himself to me. He said, hello, my name is Richard. I'm a recovering alcoholic and I've had two nervous breakdowns. And I thought at the time, well, that's a very interesting way for someone to introduce themselves. But I invited him in and we got talking. And in fact, we met together for a few times over the, over the coming weeks. And I got to know Richard quite well. And uh, I discovered that he was a, a believer. He had a faith, a genuine faith himself. But, but he was also struggling with life and with some of these issues that he had been through. And so as we met together from time to time, I began to ask God to help me to give him something that would make a difference, that would encourage him and bring him some of the truth of God and some of the freedom that God wanted him to enjoy. And so one day I just had this thought of something to say to Richard. And I said to him, Richard, I've got to know you now. And we've been talking over these last few weeks. And uh, I just wonder, do you know what? If God was here and he wanted to introduce you to some other people, what do you think he would say? Do you think he would say, hey guys, come on over here and meet Richard. This is Richard. He's a recovering alcoholic and he's had two nervous breakdowns. Do you think God would say that? Or do you think God would say, hey guys, come over here, meet Richard. This is Richard. He's my son. And that simple little truth of Richard's identity being fixed and determined, not by things that had happened in the past, even though they were true. He was a recovering alcoholic. He had had two nervous breakdowns. Those things were true. They had happened to him. 
But every day when he got up and looked in the mirror, that's what he saw, his failures, his struggles, and that's what fixed his identity. But that's not what God wanted him to know. And that's not what God wants you or me to know. We're not, our identity is not fixed because of our successes or our failures, our, our, our family even, or our, our fears. It's fixed by our relationship with God. God adopting us into his family makes us a loved son or daughter of God, a loved child of God. God doesn't want us to just be his servants. He wants us to be his sons and daughters, children adopted into his family whose identity is fixed and secure because we know him and we experience his love. This same holy God, as revealed to Isaiah in his vision, is also our Heavenly Father. So why don't you take a really good look at Jesus and you will see exactly what the Father is like. It can change your life. Just ask Isaiah. This devotional was based on teaching from one of the modules in the training program of School of Ministries. This particular module is called The Nature of God. If you would like to know more or sign up for any information on our teaching and training program, please visit our website www.schoolofministries.org. Here you will find full details of the various schools that already exist, our contact form and the email address of our administration department. Thank you so much for listening and may God bless you all.